So welcome to Beecher Island Church. It is good that we're all here and uh, united in Him. And what a blessing it is. We give all glory to Him. We're blessed here at Beecher Island Church. Blessed by people and their giving. Giving of time, giving financially, giving of their talent. Giving in many, many different ways. And so uh, we are blessed. And again, it's all glory to God. But each one of you are here to be a part of that. And it is good. Uh, if you don't know Beecher Island, because it's your first time here, let me just say, stick around. Let us get to know you. But I will tell you that we're an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. And it is good. And uh, I'm excited that we are here to dig in to His Word. <clears throat> just a reminder, uh, the 40 days of, of prayer and fasting... Uh, if you would like to be a part of that, starts January 3rd, goes through February 11th. Um, if you would like to sign up for one day of fasting and prayer, please do that on the back calendar. Uh, if you have any questions on that, please come talk to me. I'll try to answer them. I'm going to preach on it uh, the first Sunday in January. And so uh, um, come that day. Uh, be prepared for that day of, uh, of that we're going we're gonna to really dive into uh, that fasting and praying and what that looks like for us right here in our church uh, for this 40 days of fasting and praying. And then it's going to conclude on the 11th with 24 hours of prayer. And so in that, that 24 hours of prayer, we're going to ask that you come right here for that one hour that you're going to sign up for uh, and pray right inside this church, in this sanctuary. Um, I'm going to need somebody to volunteer for that 2 to 3 a.m. and the 3 to 4 a.m. And then I know it's going to be fun, okay? So just sign up back there. Don't, don't race right now, please. But when church is over, go ahead and sign up back there. And it will be that Saturday. Start at 8 a.m. Saturday and run till 8 a.m. Sunday. Uh, of that 24 hours of prayer, one-hour blocks. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I hope that you are ready uh, for what the Lord is going to do in this church when we're done with that 40 hours of prayer and fasting. And so, I'm excited. Open your Bibles to Nehemiah chapter 4. Nehemiah chapter 4. <clears throat> Father, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You that You are the God of all creation, the God of all knowing, the God who cares so much about us. You care about the details. You care about how many hairs are on our head. You tell us that. You care about our lives. You love us that much. You love us so much that You sent Your Son to die for us. So that we can have the promise of eternal life when we confess Jesus as Lord. And we thank you for that. And I pray this morning that as we, we work through chapter 4 of Nehemiah, our hearts are open. Our minds are open. We're ready to be, to be uh, on the move closer to you. Lord, I thank you for the detail that you put on Nehemiah's heart to put in this book. Lord, we know it's a true account. We know that it took place, and I just pray, Lord, that we learn from it. We learn from it and learn from you and grow closer to you in it all. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Nehemiah chapter 4, and we're going to start in verse 9, because that's where we ended kind of last week. <clears throat> so Nehemiah chapter 4, <clears throat> verse 9, and we're going to read all of chapter 4. <clears throat> 
Nevertheless, we made our prayer to our God. And because of them, we set our watch against them day and night. Then Judas said, The strength of the laborers is failing. And there is so much rubbish that we are not able to build the wall. And our adversaries said, They will neither know nor see anything till we come into their midst and kill them and cause the work to cease. So it was when the Jews who dwelt near them came that they told us ten times, From whatever place you turn, they will be upon us. Therefore I positioned men behind the lower parts of the wall at the openings, and I set the people according to their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. And I looked and arose and said to the nobles, to the leaders, and to the rest of the people, Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord great and awesome. Fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. And it happened when our enemies heard that it was known to us that the God that God had brought their plot to nothing, that all of us returned to the wall, everyone to his work. So it was from that time on that half of my servants worked at construction, while the other half helped, held the spears, the shields, the bows, and wore armor. And the leaders were behind all the house of Judah. Those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked at construction and the other held a weapon. Every one of the builders had his sword girded at his side as he built. And the one who sounded the trumpet was beside me. Then I said to the nobles, the rulers, and the rest of the people, The work is great and extensive, and we are separated far from one another on the wall. Wherever you hear the sound of the trumpet rally to us there, our God will fight for us. So we labored in the work, and half of the men held the spears from daybreak until the stars appeared. <clears throat> at the same time, I also said to the people, let each man and his servants stay at night in Jerusalem, that they may be on guard by night and working party by day. So neither I, my brethren, my servants, nor the men of the guard who followed me took off our clothes, except that everyone took them off for washing. I bet that they were happy about that. I'm joking. Amen. Amen. Right? So much in that. So much in that. Verse 10, though. Verse 10 really sets the tone. Verse 10 really sets the tone of the mindset of the Jews. Their strength was failing. The wall that was left was pretty much dust. How are we supposed to build a wall if we just have dust? They felt that uh, they knew that their adversaries were after them. They knew that they were they were struggling. But you know, not long ago, weren't they saying, let us arise and build? Let us arise and build and put our hands to the work of the Lord. It wasn't long ago. I mean, I'm talking days. And now they're starting to back off. The work is hard and the risk was great. You know, uh, when we're doing the Lord's work, we can also get burnt out. When we're just doing our job, our work, our career, right, we can get burnt out. We can get burned out because of the load that we have to carry. They were carrying a major load. They were trying to build this wall and the, and the threat and the risk and the work was hard.
You know, when we get burned out, it can because too many things become burdensome. But listen, when that happens, we have to check and see what our eyes are focused on. Where's our heart at in that? Well, what, what are we looking at? Are, are our eyes focused on, on self and the storm and, and the adversary? Or are they focused on the Lord and His power and His strength? I know for myself, every time that I get wore down and I start to, to question what I'm doing, it's because my eyes are turned to myself, to my own flesh, to everything that's hard, and I start dwelling on everything that's hard. I start dwelling on all the, the, all the reasons why I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Romans 8.5 says, For those who live according to the flesh set their mind on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Yeah. If we walk in the Spirit, if we confess Jesus Christ as Lord, let's put our eyes on Jesus and according to the Spirit, walk in Him. Not be about the flesh and the things of the flesh. See, church, listen to verse 12. So it was. Verse 12 of Nehemiah 4. So it was when the Jews who dwelt near them. So, so it was the, the Jews that were by the adversaries. Jews that were they're listening to the adversaries. They told us ten times. Those Jews that came. Told them in Jerusalem ten times. From whatever place you turn, they will be upon us. Look, the evil one is everywhere. I'll tell you ten times right now if you want me to. The evil one is everywhere. But listen, just as I've told you before... The devil is not God. The devil is not God in any way. He is not omnipresent. He cannot be in you and me at the same time. If you're keeping him busy, he can't work on me. So why don't you keep him busy, okay? <laughs> he can't be everywhere. But he's got his cronies, right? He's got all the other angels now who were sent out who are now demons. He's got the natural tendencies of the flesh working for him. Our flesh is evil. Why says, deny your flesh, pick up your cross and follow me. He asked people. He's working hard to attack. From whatever place you turn, he will try to be Paul. Sometimes he's really good. If you give him a knee, if you let him have a foothold, he will go to work. Ephesians 6.12, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Church, we have to be on guard. That's the fact. We have to be on guard. We have to be aware that we have a battle when we confess Jesus Christ as Lord. We have a battle. But I love what Nehemiah does. Verse 13. Verse 13. Therefore I positioned men behind the lower parts of the wall, at the openings, and I set the people according to their families with their sword, their spear, and their bows. He set men in the areas that he knew the wall was weak. He set them in the places where, where, it, where it was weaker, where he knew that they could be attacked. 
But he also put them together with the ones that he loved. With that they loved. And he armored them up. He gave them a sword. Or he told them to get their sword. Whatever it was. We have to do the same, church. We have to do the same. We have to put people in the weak areas. Uh, weak areas in our personal life. Weak areas in this church. Weak areas where we struggle in life. We each struggle. We each have weaknesses. Are we putting people in those areas to help us? You know what makes a great leader? A great CEO is one who knows their weakness and they find somebody who's very strong in that weakness and they bring them on board. Are we doing that in our own lives? When we need encouragement, are we going to go find Barnabas to give us encouragement? When we need prayer, are we going to go find a Paul that will pray for us? Are we finding people in our weak areas Make us strong. Number one, that's Jesus. We're looking to Him first. And we're looking to Him first. But also, church, are we putting people in the weak areas of this church? Putting, putting prayer warriors where prayer, prayer warriors need to be? Are we setting them a sword? Ephesians 6.17 says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God? Are we all digging into God's Word? We talked about it in class this morning. Are we starting there? Are we digging into His Word? Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Are we putting the right people in the weak areas? Where our walls are not strong? Inside and outside of this church. Verse 14, And I looked and arose and said to the nobles, to the leaders and to the rest of the people, Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord great and awesome. Amen, amen. And fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. Church, just as Nehemiah said, do not be afraid of them. Do not be afraid of this world and the evil that it lives in. Do not be afraid of the evil that tries to prevail. Do not be afraid of the thoughts that try to overtake you. Put them in their place. Put them in their place. I'm going to poke maybe a couple of people this morning and I'm okay with that. This is not where we're heading, but every time the discussion comes up of adding on to this church, there becomes quite a grumble. Well, we won't do that because of this or that. Listen, if you want to focus on the adversary, you can go right ahead and do that, but I'm going to push this church to be focused on the Lord and Him being mighty. And I'm going to tell this church, do not be afraid of them. Do not be afraid of them in any way, shape, or form. Because we're going to remember the Lord. Great and mighty. 
great and mighty. I use that example, but there are so many more. Right? If we, if we uh, are looking to do the Lord's work, there might be some grumbling around. We're going to snuff out the grumbling. Just as Nehemiah did. He said, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord Almighty. And that's what I'm going to encourage this church this morning. Don't be afraid of the evil one. Don't be afraid of his cronies. Don't be afraid of the thoughts that you have in your mind. Put them where they belong. That's a footstool for the Lord. And remember, our God is an awesome God. See, uh, I'm going to encourage you to put your eyes on Him. In everything we do and fight, fight for our brethren, our sons, our daughters, our wives, our husbands, our houses, and that includes our church. We're fighting the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which we were called and for which you made a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. That's saying, if you confess Jesus Christ as Lord, walk in Him. Walk in Him. We don't have to check the box that we're doing work. No, we just walk in Him and let Him lead. Just as Nehemiah was doing. God had put it on his heart to go and do, and now he's doing. And he's saying, look, we're going to have the adversaries. We're going to have struggles. We're going to have trials. This work is going to be hard. You may not get much sleep. But we're going to remember who is mighty. And that is our God. That is our God. You know what's so awesome? Is that our God is a detail orchestrator. He is a detail orchestrator. In verse 15 it says, And it happened when our enemies heard that it was known to us, listen to this, that God had brought their plot to nothing. <laughs> to nothing. That we all returned to the wall, everyone to his work. Church, if you've backed off, if you have backed off for whatever reason in your relationship with Jesus Christ, return to it. Return to it. If you have backed off of the work that He has for you, return to it. If you have taken a hiatus from the Lord's work, it's time to get back to it. I don't care the reason for the break, for the hiatus. Let's get back to work for him. Let's get back to work. But most of all, if you have backed off your relationship with him, don't be afraid. Seek him with everything you have. And remember, he is good. He is good. Verse 16, so it was from that time on that half of my servants worked at construction while the other half held the spears, the shield, the bows, wore armor, and the leaders were behind all the house of Judah. Those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked at construction and with the other hand held a weapon. It may look like that in this church. That may be what we have to do. But let's not be about being inside these walls and just checking a box that we were here on Sunday morning, but let's get outside these walls and build. Build the kingdom. 
Let's start talking to people about who Jesus is. You gotta armor up to do that. Armor up to do that. It's okay. I don't know how many of you took my challenge on last week, but I pray that you did. I pray that you told somebody this last week that Jesus loves them. And if you didn't, two people this week. Okay? Two people this week. You're going to tell that Jesus loves them. You don't tell them anything else. But two people this week. I don't care if you text somebody, you call somebody, you in person tell somebody Jesus loves them. Because Jesus does love them. Just as He loves you. Every one of the builders had his sword girded at his side as he built. And the one who sounded the trumpet was beside me. I want to read along with that Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. If you want to write it down, write it down. But I want you to just listen to these words. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Who are we being strong in? The Lord and in His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. The schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against power, against the rulers of the darkness of this age. Against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore take up the whole armor. The whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand. Amen. Church, I pray we're taking this seriously. Are we stepping into the relationship that Jesus has for us? Are we stepping out with armor? Let me say this first. Are we armoring, armoring ourselves in the armor that Jesus has for us? Not the flesh, not the stuff that the world has for us, but that Jesus has for us. And stepping out both as individuals and as a church with the armor of God. Church, if we're not, let us step into that walk. That walk with Jesus that allows us to withstand the adversary. Being strong in the Lord and the power of His might. There's more to this life than just Doing our job, taking care of our business, coming to church on Sunday, saying a prayer once in a while. There's more to this life than that. There's more to this life than what we can even imagine in Jesus, in His power. You see, I want us to take this last part to heart also, though. Uh, I want us to take this serious. Verse 19, he said, Then I said to the nobles, the rulers, and the rest of the people, The work is great and extensive. And it is. To do the Lord's work, it is great and extensive. And we are, and we are separated far from one another on the wall. Whenever you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally to us there. Our God will fight for us. <clears throat> so we labored in the work. And half of the men held the spears from daybreak until the stars appeared. 
And the same time, at the same time, I also said to the people, Let each man and his servant stay at night in Jerusalem, that they may be on guard by night, and a working party by day. Look, what it's saying to us, what, it, what it's saying to us is, let us not be alone. Let us walk in Christ and together. Let us walk in Christ and walk together. We battle together. And when we're being attacked, we sound the horn. When you as an individual are being attacked, sound the horn. I think we're so afraid to sound the horn when we're being attacked. But you know what? Each one of us gets attacked in one way or another. But as Christians, we want to stand strong and say, no, I'm not being attacked. And we go home and we deal with it on our own, right? Listen, we've all been attacked. We will all continue to be attacked. But what if we sound the horn when we're being attacked? And we all rally to him. <coughs> rally to him. And be serious about it. Because you know what? When we rally to Him, our God will fight for us. Our God will fight for us. Do not be afraid to sound the horn. Don't be afraid to say, I'm under attack. I'm under attack and I can't handle it. We need to first say it to Jesus. But then sound the horn so the church can rally around you. Are we sounding the horn? Are we asking for prayers when we so desperately need them? Do not be afraid. Sound the horn. Church, when we sound that horn, are we ready to rally together? Are we ready to come running? In the cowboy terms, are we ready to whip and spur to him? That's what we need. That's what I need. I don't want any of us to be afraid to sound the horn when we're being attacked. When we're being knocked down. When we feel like we can't handle the struggle that we're in. The wall we're trying to rebuild. Church, I want to be ready to rally them. I want to be ready to rally any time because it says be prepared day and night just as it tells us in, in Luke 12, 35. Luke 12, 35 says be dressed in readiness and keep your lamp lit. Walk in His light. Let it be His light that is lit and be ready to rally. Because church, our God will fight for us. Just as the song says, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full at His wonderful face. And the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. Amen, amen. I'm going to invite the worship team to come on up. Church, I'm going to tell you once again. Do not be afraid of whatever is coming against you. 
Do not be afraid of whatever's coming against you. Remember the Lord great and awesome and fight for your relationship with the Lord. Because He's right there for us. He, he is right there for us to fight for whatever you're going through. He's right there to love you. He's right there to, to lift you up, to strengthen you when things start falling apart. And you start doubting. He's right there full of His grace to pick you up, to, to carry you, to dust you off, to help you in anything that you need. Do not be afraid. Don't be afraid to step to Jesus. Don't be afraid to sound the horn if you need to. Don't be afraid to call out to the Lord and the people of this church. I, I want to be serious about not just going through emotions. I want to be serious about really being in Jesus and walking with Him in everything we do. Lifting one another up in prayer when they need it. Rallying around when somebody's failing. I want to be about Him. And listen, this morning, if you don't have a relationship with Him, today's the day. Today's the day to confess Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead. And it says you will be saved. Today's the day. Today's the day to take your relationship with Him serious. And know that He's there. Know that He's there in everything that you will do. And I want you to know that we are here for you too. In anything you need. So if you need prayers this morning, we want to do that. We want to do that. And so when we stand and sing here in just a minute, I would love to pray with you if you need that. But I messed up this morning, and I didn't do the candle. I didn't let them read. So we're going to sing one song. Can we add a second song? <laughs> Rally around them. No. Um, uh, we'll do the add that candle uh, after the first song here. Uh, but if you need prayers during this song we stand and sing, please do that. Let's go to in prayer. Father God, I thank you so much for your love. I thank you for all that you do. I thank you for being all power, all strength. And when we're failing, you are there. When, when, when we're looking out at the wall and it's just a bunch of rubbish and dust, we can put our eyes upon you and we can carry on. Lord, I pray, though, that we sound the horn. We sound the horn to you, and we sound the horn to this church when we're failing, and so we can rally. So the people of this church can rally. Lift each other up. Help each other. We can put the strong where we're weak. Lord, help us to do that. God, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.